Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Monday, January 9th, 2017. And ho, 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 oh, I got a special one for you. Joining me on the podcast today is, of course, my boy Shaka. Shaka, how you doing? What's going on, party people? I also have a few other guests on the podcast today. A um, couple of uh, Texan uh, Texans straight out of Texas, but they are not Texans fans. They are Dallas Cowboys fans. They are here to talk about the Cowboys. I've got Chase Guthrie. Chase, what's up? Go Cowboys! I've been drinking since noon. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I've got Timothy Riley. Timothy, what's up? Yo yo, Sambo. Go Cowboys! And, of course, I've got John Houston West, a.k.a. Lemur. Lemur, what's up? Howdy! We're ready to go riding. Rope some boncos. I mean, All right, thanks, Garth. Um, for, the, for the record, all of these guys are from... Chuck is not from Dallas, but all these guys are from Dallas, and I wanted to have them on the show to talk some Cowboys because this is probably one of the first times in years the Cowboys have a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl, and I thought having some authentic, long-time, die-hard Cowboys fans on here to talk about what happened this past weekend with the Packers and what they've got coming up uh, this weekend with their first divisional game in Dallas, it'd be really appropriate to have some crazy-ass drunk Cowboys fans. So, without further ado, um, Shaka, I want you to kick us off because, listen, we could rip apart uh, what happened in Wild Card Weekend, but uh, this unique opportunity is really about the Cowboys. Um... So the Packers, Aaron Rodgers looked like a superhuman being this past weekend as he annihilated one of the best defenses in the league. Shaka, I want you to give us some thoughts on what do you think are the keys for the Green Bay Packers to beat the Dallas Cowboys this weekend in Dallas? Uh, what, what, how can they beat Dallas? Tell me what you're thinking. Well, luckily we don't need to talk about what happened last weekend because the answer is pretty straightforward. The Giants went to Miami and they didn't come back. So that's done with that topic. Um, As for the Packers, uh, really, let's reel off the numbers here. Aaron Rodgers is playing like fucking Jesus in, you know, in a Lambeau jersey. Uh, 19 touchdowns in the last seven games. No interceptions. Um, Pretty much, uh, he's got the hand to God right now. So that's out of the way. Unfortunately, the last time he faced the Cowboys this year, and I'm sure the gentleman present with me all know what happened there, they got their asses pretty much handed to him by uh, Cowboys. a Cowboys team. Yes, go Cowboys. Ezekiel um, Elliott ripped them for 157 yards on the ground, 28 touches. By the way, prettiest runner in the NFL. Just got to look at this unstoppable fucking drop the shoulder, pretty much wrecks their defense, which is squishy to begin with. Um, and Dak Prescott, who been a pretty good rookie quarterback, all things considered, looked like an ace against them. They had no answer for him. They had no fucking answer for the guy. So uh, their first meeting did not go too well. They lost 30-16. to 16. So right now, really, just breaking it down, the keys to the game, the Packers need to learn how to stop the run because they have no answer. Like everyone else in the NFL has no answer for Ezekiel Elliott right now. So they've got to figure out a way to key him in you know, stuff the box, keep him contained, which is, you know, it's a tall order regardless of how good your defense is in the first place. Number two, uh, the Packers secondary is, one, it, it's not that good. Really, it's, it's been playing out of this world the last six or seven games, but they're really, really in truth, they're not that good for the secondary. So they're really going to have to tighten things up because the first time they played the Cowboys, they didn't have to face off against Des Bryant, which they'll have to do now. Mm. You know, they've got mm. a healthy, healthy Cowboys wide receiver core to go up against. And I, it's going to give a problem. Cole Beasley's been slept on all year, so he's going to be a problem given. Terrence Williams has been pretty solid for them. You, of course, you've got Jason Witten to deal with as well. So, I mean, they have a lot of problems they're going to have to figure out just to contain this team. And I think really, at the end of the day, it's going to come. They're going to have to put pressure on Dak Prescott passing the game, in the past game, and they're going to have to stop the uh, run. And it's just really, those are the two big keys. They have to stop the run, because if they let Ezekiel Elliott run free, it's going to open up the pass, and we're going to have pretty much a shootout, which they're guaranteed to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking on the other end of the football, the Cowboys, I, you know, 
you got to find an answer for Aaron Rodgers because regardless of how stacked the odds are against him, uh, you know, look at what he did to the Giants defense that Dude. has pretty much given everyone else fits. And this is a Giants defense you know, that was being hailed as one of the best defenses in the league, and he just burned them down this weekend. You know, the first half, they, they, they seemed to kind of have his number, and then I don't know if they ran out of gas or what, but he, he went surgical on them, and he, he can do that to anyone. You know, I, I, you said you heard me rant about how good that secondary the Giants have. Yeah, it's just you know statistically, and it looked like it didn't matter. Like the Giants were at sometimes holding; they were holding penalties that the refs weren't even calling, and it didn't matter. Guys were still scoring fucking touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really at the end of the day, the Cowboys really their key to is to stop Aaron Rodgers because the Packers don't have a run game to speak of, okay. and to make it even harder. Jordy Nelson it may not play. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It came out. He's got two broken ribs. There's a very good chance Jordy Nelson will not play. And if he does play, it's going to be in extreme pain. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Chaka, thank you, because I think that's a very good assessment. I couldn't have put it better myself. If the, if the Packers have any shot of winning, they certainly want to make Dak Prescott throw the ball, and they want to try to shut down Ezekiel Elliott. Now, you crazy-ass Cowboys fans, I don't know which one of you guys wants to start first, but... I, I want to jump in. I want to jump in because I got a Jordy Nelson uh, Go ahead. talking point here. Go ahead. Because most people forget that Jordy Nelson. So Aaron Rodgers didn't start out the season in this laser-like precision like he's been playing the past couple games. It's correct. And around week six or seven, he started to come back to form. Well, what else happened during week six or seven? Jordy Nelson came back from his ACL, and he's been red hot ever since. Mm-hmm. Well, if he doesn't have Jordy Nelson or he's playing in a limited capacity, mm-hmm. I think that's really going to give him some fit because that seems to be, to me, one of the keys to his sort of uh, rocket-like ascension of, you know, he always does this every time of the year, but I feel like this year, Jordan Nelson was really a huge key to that, and if he's not in, I'm sleeping better at night, you know what I mean? But also, <laughs> also on, on, the, on the other side of that, Randall Cobb, who has played pretty good this year until the injury, who's been out, no one expected the performance that they saw yesterday from Randall Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb had three touchdowns. And I got to tell you, Chase, after Jordy Nelson went down, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, the two of those guys did not miss a beat. Yeah. So, All I'm saying is he's got a quarterback rating of, he's got a quarterback rating of 108 with a man and 97.7 with a mouth. I'll take that minor advantage in this game. Okay. Now, any – ch- is there any shot that they're going to stop Ezekiel Elliott on the ground? No, I don't think our offensive line stays right where they are. You, you, you yeah, think the offensive think they're line's going to they're gonna be pushing around the guys in the box? You really think that Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a field listen, day? Listen, listen, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is doing great work, uh, but you know the offensive line, just like the Cowboys of old, uh, are, are, uh, are last. Um, you know, big run for the money. We had an offensive line that made everybody uh, everybody work together. So right now we we got an offensive line that's going to be able to go up against anybody, and and that's the core. That, that's those, those are the guys to take care of. And uh, Ezekiel's going to be do whatever he wants as long as that line and that number seventy seven is doing his job. Now, um, Shaka. Now let me ask you something. Do you think that the Packers front seven can can actually like are, can they compete with the Cowboys O line? Because we know this Cowboys O line is MVP caliber, and they've been dominating most of the league. Do the Packers front seven even stand a chance? It's a tall order, uh, really, really and truly, just because uh, the the Cowboys offensive line just has the ability to basically turn the field into you know it's the parting of the Red Sea, and then you got a guy with the vision and the speed that Elliott does. I mean, it doesn't take him long to kind of make a decision and, you know, take whatever the offensive line is going to give him, which if you look at some of the, you know, some of the highlights from this season, there are times when he's running in a gap and you look and you go, my God, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you factor in that with a guy, a guy as good as Elliot. It, it's sometimes, I especially think of that game against the Bengals this year where he broke up the 60-yard run off of, Goddamn nothing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. All, all the, the line gave him so much coverage, he basically had to beat the two safeties, who I think were so stunned at how fast that play broke down. 
that by the time they turned to, like, you know, start tackling, he was already passing. Mm-hmm. So there was just times where, you know, if you let this line, you know, the guards pull, and, you know, they like to run a few trick, you know, or trick plays uh, on the offensive line specifically where linebackers are expected to go for the blitz and all of a sudden get swallowed up and they're non-factors in the play whatsoever. So I think the Packers are going to have to play the smart, you know, that they, they one-on-one, I think maybe the only guy in that front seven who got a chance of beating his man consistently is maybe Julius Peppers. And even then, he's kind of on the, the you know, the declining side. Yeah, and, and he's one uh, guy. He is one guy. Yeah, exactly. That's one guy. And he's the one guy who maybe can probably consistently get a chance to get at Prescott or Elliott. So it's, again, I mean, it's going to be rough. They're, they're going to give up points for sure at this front seven. It's try as they might. Now, um, okay, Chase, let me ask you a question here. The... Cowboys secondary, because listen, I think we've talked a lot this year about how exciting and how groundbreaking this Cowboys offense has been. Okay. The offensive line. Yes. Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Dak Prescott. He's an absolute revelation. Cole Beasley with his mullet leading the team in receptions. I mean, holy shit, but let's now their defense, their defense has not been anything to write home about. It hasn't been bad. It has not been bad, but it hasn't been breathtaking or groundbreaking. It's nothing like, you know, uh, the Denver Broncos or the New York Giants were this year. So I ask you, the Cowboys secondary, you know, the Brandon Carr, the Morris Claiborne, what's going to happen if Aaron Rodgers starts to get surgical and starts to throw passes left and right like we saw him do against the Giants? Because the Giants secondary is pretty darn good, and Aaron Rodgers burned them down. So I guess what I'm saying is, what do, this, what do you see the Cowboys secondary doing to kind of get underneath Aaron Rodgers' skin. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I feel like the secondary is going to rely a lot on the front seven, honestly. Because yeah, yeah. Our, any success in our, our pass defense is going to come from our run defense. Yeah. Uh, you're talking as, about as disrupting say, timing. Nothing and... to write home about this and that. You forget we are the number one run defense in the entire NFL right now. Mm-hmm. That gives us a lot of freedom. So with that, and with that um, strong rush defense, Third downs are going to be key. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod Nelly is a fucking genius. Yes. And he gets yes. some credit, but I don't think people really think. I mean, think this year at the beginning of the season, our defense, we might as well not even play them. You mm-hmm. know, it's just a bunch of scrubs, mm-hmm. a bunch of D-teamers, and we've got them playing like a group of all-stars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're fighting to give each other opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, they're not playing as a... As a as a you know solo person or whatever, they're they're fighting for the whole team. You know, and and I gotta I gotta give credit to Sean Lee. Sean Lee is such a big part of this Dallas Cowboys oh, yeah. defense, and it's one of the first years in probably the last four or five seasons where he's played the whole year and he's still healthy. Oh yeah, and he's a big he's a big factor on third down because he's available to blitz. Yeah, he can throw different tactics. You know, the playbook opens up on third down with our rush defense being that good. That being said. If Aaron Rodgers starts to get surgical with it, then we're just going to have to battle him back. Mm-hmm. If we go down by two touchdowns in this game, we are fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, so, I think, I think with with Jordy Nelson possibly being out, I think Green Bay is going to possibly try to do exactly what they did in Week Six against Dallas. Uh, their leading receiver with ten receptions on twelve targets and ninety-eight yards was Ty Montgomery. Yeah, uh, and we we're going to have to to try to keep them from getting those simple screen passes and and being able to make uh, quick tackles in the open field. I mean, Dallas, that, that same Dallas defense uh, held Le'Veon Bell to 57 yards rushing, but he had nine catches for 77 yards mm. and a receiving touchdown. I mean, I mean, you're you're actually touching on something pretty big here, Lemur. Are you talking about maybe a, a situation where the running backs – kind of really damaged Dallas? Because you, you nailed it. I mean, Ty Montgomery, uh, you know, granted, I don't know how... He definitely was injured. He he came back out he and played. I don't know whether... I don't know what his he's status is going to okay. be for the game. But, I mean, you nailed it. Between Levy and Bell getting a lot of catches and uh, Ty Montgomery getting a lot of catches, that's clearly something, you know, the check down screen passes is something that I think offenses are going to try to use against that Dallas defense. Um, I mean, do, but do you see that being enough for the Packers to to take the lead and really damage the Cowboys. You know what I mean, Lemur? Not as long as Sean Lee stays in the game. As long as as Dallas can shut down their rushing game, they'll be okay. 
they've given up huge receiving games. They gave Antonio Brown 150-something yards, 157 in a touchdown. You know, they've given up some, some yardage and still been able to battle back and win games because of Ezekiel Elliott, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, and so I think I think if they can contain Green Bay's run game, they can allow Aaron Rodgers to throw 400 yards and four TDs and still win that game. Really? It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a one-point game, a two-point game, three-point game. It's going to be close, but I think it can, I think it can turn into a shootout. Hey, hey Shaka. Realistically, realistically, any the the only only perceivable flaw and the Cowboys would be their pass defense, which I think is probably middle of the pack in terms of ranking. Mm-hmm. And I, there's definitely been a few times this year where they, that secondary has definitely gotten torched. And mm-hmm. I know they're waiting on a – I think they have a couple guys. You guys have to correct me if I'm wrong. I know they have one or two guys who are still injured and aren't really kind of back into rotation yet. And I think they're hoping they come back to the playoffs, but they're still not. We're getting back. a lot of people – we're getting a lot of people back, but they have a lot of rust on them. we got Tyro yeah. back. McLean back, Lawrence is back, Mo Claiborne is huge, but he hasn't played since October 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Claiborne's still out. So they have a few, they have a few, you know, um, hiccups still in that secondary. So really, is it going to be an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to kind of, I mean, look, it's going to have to be some kind of absurd game. And we've seen a couple games this year where quarterbacks are throwing 60 passes. It's entirely possible we may see uh, the Packers not run the football because the pass Sorry, the rush defense is so good that Ty Montgomery basically turns into that fourth or fifth receiver where he's just catching screen passes out of the backfield and you do your damage, you know, instead of converting those rushing yards essentially to screen passes and getting passing yardage off of that. So, I mean, let's, let's not forget. I'm sorry, go ahead, no, Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget that, that Ty Montgomery in that great game against the Dallas Cowboys also had two fumbles. Uh, and if the Cowboys caused five fumbles in that game, I think that's going to be a huge key. Is I think that's valid. I think I think Ty Montgomery's definitely playing a lot better, and I agree. kind of gotten a hold on the, the on that running back position. So if I think that was why they were hesitant in the first place to lock him in as the running back, which is why they went out. They were picking up guys, you know. Oh my God! They were there was a rotating you know, door of running backs with the Packers. Yeah, they. I think he. I think he was still a question mark for them, and I think he's kind of secured. Not just you know in the in the. Uh, he in, he's in the literal sense. He secured the position by you know reducing the fumbles and really. I think they just kind of like, look. You're our running back. Like get your shit together. So I, yeah. I think that's probably going to yeah. be less of a factor. Uh, what do you guys think about Christine Michaels' performance yesterday? Ten carries, forty-seven yards, not, and, and a couple big first down runs. I mean, I, I don't think really they use him to spell kind of the you know the running game just to wear down a defense. Which is and when you look at the second half of that game, the Giants the Giants look fucking tired, you know. And, yeah. and after a while, the, the secondary was were making mistakes where you would see, um, you know. Cobb catch these slant passes yeah. that weren't going for anything in the first half of the game. And you know, you can't you can't discount the fact that Dominic Rogers Cromartie got hurt. He's the one of their starting secondary. He, did, yeah. he left the game and, you know, his backup came in and they really were missing something with New York. And then at that point, the Packers take the lead. I mean, you can't holy fucking shit. Aaron Rodgers, who the hell gets away with a Hail Mary at the end of the first half? Who does that? Period. You know, that so they jumped. Like, yeah, the Giants, the Giants were really sloppy, and they let a guy get behind them, which is like the one thing you Dude. learn in high school football. If you play, is you do not let anyone get behind you if you are the last man. Dude, when they yeah, let up that touchdown, I knew things were going to go wrong for the Giants. And then you know, Aaron Rodgers came out and started just throwing passes left and right, like he wasn't like he had a blindfold on and could still do no wrong. And then at that point, Christian <laughs> Michael is just salting away the game. You know, every se- he would have a two yard run, and he'd get up and like do a dance and just be all fired up because at that point, they're just <laughs> pounding down the defense at that point. The Packers had something, was it 29 total yards in the first quarter? Yeah. yeah. We, we know, got us, the Giants had a good it, game plan. It looks like during halftime they went to Miami. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like they flew down. Had a couple martinis and flew back for the second half. <laughs> someone, someone was playing a video going, hey guys, remember this? That was fun, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a real moment where you, you saw them... 
they brought the pass rush pretty good, and I think they were messing up Rodgers' timing. But then, you know, and then the secondary was kind of like they were trying to do all they could to, to contain Rodgers in the first half of that game. And then I feel like they, uh, I think really when they lost Dominic Rodgers Cromartie, the secondary kind of couldn't seal up the holes as much as, uh, as they were in the first half, and everything just fell apart at that point. Um, yeah. You look at the you look at the time Aaron Rodgers had in the second half. Oh my god! He looked like he was doing a he was doing a ballet by himself out there, stepping in between you know the pocket collapsing. It was almost like magic. It was fucking he was like Michael Jackson out there, moonwalking <laughs> out of sack and then throwing a laser. And you know it's eleven yards, but it's the first down, and it fucking crushes you because you're winded, and then you got to line back up and do this all over again. And you're like, God damn it! Will someone fucking tackle this guy? I'm tired. I want to go and just catch my breath like it, it wears on you if you do that over and over and over again you know they had like an eight yard drive for 80 yards and a touchdown you know you're out of breath and you just fucking get off the touchdown you gotta come back out and do it again i and mean it's crushing if he's doing that against the cowboys like if this is a toe-for-toe shootout i mean shaka it, it, can he beat the cowboys in a toe-for-toe shootout you know, you, you still kind of have the factor that he's going to score and he'll look at the defense and go, all right, guys, it's your turn. Get me a stop. Yeah. And you still got to stop he's, 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 Elliott. And he's, uh, he's first ballot, no question, that future Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks you ever was. So, yeah, like this guy can absolutely destroy you if he really wants to. So you know, there's always that. So actually, uh, let me uh, let me pivot this a little bit to Timothy. Timothy, so we're talking a little a lot now about how there's a lot of confidence in both teams' offenses. All right, I think we're conceding that both teams do not have the greatest defenses in the league, and that both teams have brilliant offenses. Uh, Dak, Ezekiel, the offensive line. This is not a discussion. Aaron Rodgers is superhuman. That's not a discussion. T- Timothy, do you think this might be a game of turnovers? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of cliche to be said in all this. Uh, you, you know, you turn over the ball. Whoever turns it over the most should lose. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't protect the ball and every other, you know, one liner you can say about it. Uh, like, do you think that I, one I, of these? It, it like, all comes down to turnovers and, and how many mistakes you make. Uh, I think that uh, that it, I think it's on the Cowboys' side because the Packers are going to be probably making more mistakes than the Cowboys unless uh, unless the Cowboys get ahead of themselves. So I I, I don't know what the uh, over under is on those turnovers, but um, like I mean, do you think that Ezekiel Elliott's going to put the ball the on the other, ground? And I always say, uh, you know, whoever tur- you know, we don't you don't deserve to win a game if you fumble the ball. I mean, do you, you think know? Ezekiel well, Elliott's going to put the ball on the ground? Say it again. Do you think Ezekiel Elliott's going to put the ball on the ground? Do you think you I'm, like I'm picturing? Is there going to no, be I don't like see a? Zeke doing it. I, you know, I'm, I'm still a little nervous about my man Dak. I'm so happy that he's putting it together and finally trying to put some class back into the Cowboys. And and you know, when it comes to defense and turnovers, as long as we're not, I'm more worried about penalties and and people, you know, spearing each other or you know, doing doing some kind of. Uh, uh, I swear to God, if Doug Free jumps offside. Or false start. One more fucking time. It seems like he gets a false start penalty five times a game. Exactly. You know, we're in the playoffs now. We got to buy. We're number one, and all that adds up to we can't make those mistakes. And so, if uh, you know, we'll just hope that the Packers will make more. Uh, I think the so Packers no, are going to make more, but they just the, play the playoff floor. game. I think I think Dak is the one that's going to uh, have to. He's the reason that, that he's protected the ball all season, and with, uh, that's something that Romo was never able to do. And uh, so, if Dak doesn't get it together, then uh, praise the Lord, we got Romo there because we wouldn't, you know, it doesn't matter at that point. And you know, don't get me started on Sanchez. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! Okay. Yeah. By the, by the way, here, here's here's a fun little thing just for you to think about: if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Mark Sanchez will get a Super Bowl ring, and Dan Marino never got one. Dude. Oh, my God. Yikes. Do we really need yeah, to hey, drag I'm Dan Marino's... Penn State jersey right here. I got to throw it in before it gets too late as a proud Penn State alum. It's my boy, Sean Lee, that's going to be making all the making all the calls and, and getting it done on uh, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, as long as Sean, you keep hearing his name 
throughout the night, then the, then the Packers don't have anything. I mean, that's a good point. Because you know, Sean Lee's leadership is something that people don't think about as much. He's an amazing player, but the way that he calls the play, yeah. you know, he's, he's, got the, he's got the dot on the helmet. Um, he's the one out there holding that, that group yeah. guys together. And, and we can't... Can hear Aaron Rodgers on both sides. And of the we can't... Now, you know, uh, we, despite uh, anybody else's uh, extracurriculars, the Cowboys are finally, for the most part, keeping it together and all on the field. So if we can do that, then we're, all, we're winning the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. dude, you nailed... Sean Lee, you cannot discount the fact that the middle linebacker position is kind of like the quarterback for the defense. And that's what Sean Lee is. And when he's not on the field you notice a big difference with this Cowboys defense. And, you know, to kind of go back to Rod Marinelli again, excellent defensive coordinator, probably one of the biggest black eyes on Rod Marinelli as he was the head coach when the Lions went 0-16. It's a terrible black eye for him because he is a fantastic defensive coordinator who always finds a way to get his players, who are, as you guys were saying, not always the flashiest names, to play amazing as a defensive unit. And I think we're seeing that now because he's making something out of nothing with these guys. I think the case that happens with guys like that is just not meant to be, like a guy like Marinelli was never meant to be a head coach, but you know, he's almost like a Romeo Cornell. You put him in one, you give him one job and I, you know, just absolutely excels at it. I, I keep thinking about that line and I'm like, oh God, Marinelli was the coach there. You know, so it, right. look at him with this Cowboys core, but you know, and you think about the guys that they had before, but they had Hardy and you know, DeMarcus Ware, and these guys are all gone now. And what they're doing with the tools that they have now, and it's it's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was I'm sorry. What was that? I didn't hear you. Listen, you better get used to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, hey, uh, can I ask a question to uh, Sam and Shaka? Please. How important do you think? How important do you think it is with the fact the Cowboys had essentially two bye weeks? before going into this game. If you think about it, the Eagles game, that was a preseason game. Yeah, it I was. Mean, we had Sanchez in there for most of the things. Uh, you got Dak yeah, and Zeke. That game was just great. They're, they're not, Dak and Zeke aren't used to playing a season this long, and they've had essentially two weeks to recover, and Green Bay got beat up. You know, they played New York. If anyone's going to make sloppy fumbles and whatnot, I feel like it would be Green Bay just due to that. How important do you think the fact that not only having a bye week, but playing at home is, it, is to the game? That's a tough one for me. Yeah. I, I, I get the Monday morning quarterback kind of feel about that because you can say that, and the game's over and the Cowboys win, and you're like, yeah, man, they were fresh. You know, the, the, the Packers finally wore down. Or, you know, God forbid, the Packers win. And you say, you know what? The Cowboys were off for too long. They came out. They weren't focused. They made some big mistakes, kind of like what the Giants did. You know, just, you know, mental mistakes, and it cost them. And meanwhile, the Packers have been playing every week, been banged up, but at the same time, they've, you know, been razor sharp. So it goes both ways with that. It's kind of hard to make a call on that. But you'd obviously, if you're logically speaking about it, you'd say the Cowboys have the edge. They're fresh. They're rested. They're ready to go. I, uh, I, would, I would echo that. I think that... I think that there's certainly an opportunity for rust to build up. There's this this belief that there's rust out there, that the guy doesn't play for too long, he gets rusty. I think it's going to benefit the Cowboys. They need this time off. You really nailed it, Chase. I mean, Dak and Ezekiel, they're not playing a, they're, they're not used to playing a season this long. That cannot be uh, sort of uh, forgotten for any major sport, whether it's basketball or football. This is a whole new game. It's a whole new speed. And uh, it takes a lot of stamina to get through a whole season, and not just to mention a whole season, but a Super Bowl run. Um, so I think it does benefit the Cowboys. The thing that scares me about Rust is that they have essentially had a couple weeks off. And listen, as banged up as the Packers are, you absolutely are right. They're banged up. Jordy Nelson just broke two ribs. They've got no running backs. Ty Montgomery's their only running back. He's looking, he's looking okay. But they're in the groove, man. Aaron Rodgers is hot, and he's hot right now. And we've talked a lot about this in football. you got to get hot at the right times. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are the hottest team in football right now. I'm, I, I don't care what you say about anybody else. Cowboys are awesome. Hottest team in football is the Green Bay Packers. And that's what scares me right now because Aaron Rodgers, even going into AT&T Stadium, frightens me. And, you know, so two weeks off, I, I, if it, that's the best thing the Cowboys could have gotten. After after the Cowboys bye week earlier in the season, they played your Philadelphia Eagles. We're losing going into the fourth quarter. 
had to tie it up to send it into OT, and Dak had an interception and a fumble. What are you talking about? I understand. I understand. I understand. Different at the end of the season than at the beginning of the season. But you know, a lot of teams don't do great coming off a of bye week. Dude, I'd, ra- just, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have the. I'd rather have. I'd rather have that week seventeen game be a complete clunker where they lose it and they get some time off. The the, the Cowboys so oh, yeah. far they have worked this season exactly how they should have worked this season. Everything is going just right, and you know if anybody has the best shot at dethroning the Packers right now. I do think it is the Cowboys. I mean, right? If I was the New England Patriots, I'd be afraid of playing the Packers right now. And I can say that yeah. I think the Cowboys are one of the best opponents out there to actually take down Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, quick side note: What do you think about Gruden saying that the the Texans can take down the Patriots? Uh, <laughs> yo, he he needs to stop smoking whatever he's smoking. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Go it's time to it's time to sum this puppy up. Shaka, I want you to jump in right now. Who you got? Who you think's gonna win this game? Um, I, I gotta go Cowboys. I, you know, look, just Cowboys superior superior in all ways, and uh, you gotta factor in Packers have no run game, and you know they gotta keep pace with this team. I, I it's it's a it's a tough hill to climb. I gotta go Cowboys. Okay. Um, I'm sure this is pretty obvious for the Cowboys fans out there, but I'm going to run through each one one at a time. Timothy, who you got? Go Cowboys. Well, that was easy. Uh, Lemur, who you got? Listen, you got to go with Cowboys, man. Someone gave me a lift the other day, and I'm purebred. I'm born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I don't know what else you're supposed to ask me. I'm going for the Cowboys. And I don't care about the Packers. You know, they got... Bring all the cheese down they want, but uh, no cowboys. <laughs> all right, Lemur, <laughs> in your heart of hearts. Man, I, I, I think Zeke's going to shred up uh, Green Bay, and I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to shred up Dallas, and it's going to be a close one. I got Dallas 31-28. Wow, okay. Chase, who you got? Clearly the Cowboys, and I'll give you one stat. Okay. Uh, Dallas and... Dallas and Green Bay have played each other in the playoffs seven times. Dallas is four and three in the playoffs versus Green Bay. All of those victories have come in Dallas. Ooh. We're playing in Dallas. We're, we're fresh after the bye. They got beat up. I'm going Go Cowboys by three. Whatever the score is, we're winning by a field goal. Dan <laughs> Bailey all day. Here, uh, uh, yeah, Dan Bailey did. <laughs> giving some shout-out to the kicker. Yeah. Um, Okay, Timothy, real quick before before I get away from you, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, over a hundred and twenty yards rushing, yes or no? Uh, over hundred and twenty yards. Yeah. Nah, he'll break. He'll break hundred yards. He'll do. He'll do. He'll do a buck. He'll do a hundred and nine yards. Okay. Okay. That's all we need out of Zeke. I'm also picking the Cowboys as well. I think the Packers have been fantastic. I think it's been breathtaking to watch what Aaron Rodgers has done. Um, but I do think he's going to – I don't listen, I don't think he's going to hit a brick wall. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go down swinging. If anybody is a guy who will not, will not roll over until the final bell rings, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but, you know, there's just too, much, too many weapons for the Cowboys and uh, not enough weapons for the, for the Packers. And – I think that that Cowboys defense is more dangerous than people give them credit for, and I think they're probably, you know, they're probably gonna gonna be able to get to Aaron Rodgers, maybe even a little bit more than the Giants did. So I'm going Cowboys. Amen. All right. Okay. So now I talked to you. I talked to you guys a little bit before about how I wanted to also talk a little bit more NFC. Um, So if it's all right, you guys can join us, chime in where you see appropriate. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this Seahawks Falcons game that's coming up because. Listen, if things go the way we think it's going to go, and if, you know, the, the world unfolds as it should, the Dallas Cowboys should win this weekend, and they'll be playing either the Seahawks or the Falcons. So, um, Shaka, I want to give you a few thoughts on what I think of this game. Uh, I definitely am uh, I, I'm high on the Falcons. As we talked about in some of my previous podcasts, I think Matt Ryan is probably the, uh, the MVP winner. I know you picked Aaron Rodgers. I picked Matt Ryan. Um, 
I'm a, I'm skeptical about the Falcons' defense. That's definitely something that uh, is their weak spot. I think it's it was pretty it was pretty understood. The Giants probably had the best defense in the playoffs. Now they're out. I feel like it's fair game. Um, but the thing that I think might be the the difference maker in the game because listen and forever for for you Cowboys guys out there, I got news for you. The Go Seattle Cowboys. Seahawks defense. <laughs> Go Cowboys. Seattle Seahawks defense is not that good this year, okay? They've been dicey throughout most of the... They've been pretty good, but then when they lost Earl Thomas a few weeks ago uh, uh, during the Panthers game, their defense pretty much went from number 5 to number 30. It really fell apart. So that's not something I'm too scared about because now I'm sitting here thinking the Falcons are probably going to be able to put points on the board. Um, what I'm seeing as the key to the game is going to be the Falcons' defense trying to abuse the Seahawks' offensive line. So I'm thinking that maybe some of these edge rushers, Vic Beasley, they might really be able to get to Russell Wilson and disrupt him and shut down this offense. Shaka, what do you think about that? What do you think? Do you think that the Falcons' defense is actually going to be able to interrupt Russell Wilson and their offense? Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I mean, if I had to pick one team this entire year that's been the hardest to predict, I'm probably going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, just because it's just been a roller coaster in terms of who we get every weekend. You know, and it goes not just from Russell Wilson's quarterback play, the running game comes and goes, the defense comes and goes, and everything, you know, when they look, when they're working at all cylinders, they look like the old Seahawks team that could damage you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can damage you in the defense and, you know, force you to make mistakes. And and every now and then you get a game for Russell Wilson where he just looks absolutely phenomenal. You know, and I think the big issue with him this year has been able, being able to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, uh, the last game we just saw from them, it, everything was kind of working. Like, yeah. it, they were going and all filled and you saw Thomas Rawls just bust free and, you know, work out the full potential. Russell Wilson looked like his old self. Yeah. And when they when they're working, you know, when everything's working for them, they look great. Like it's hard to root against them. Mm-hmm. Then again, you know, they were they that, were playing the Detroit Lions. That's granted, and, you know. I, and I had, my only rebuttal for that is the Lions made the playoffs, which is not much of a rebuttal. But still, <laughs> um, now <laughs> now you take that and you you put that up against a, a, a Falcon team, which is you know we've heard it before. The, the offense this year has been prolific, historic. And, you know, every every positive adjective you can throw out there. And now you have to hope, well, let's see if the Seahawks defense actually shows up. Because they better against Julio Jones, against the Gabriel, against Mohamed Sanu, you know, against Dawson Hooper. And I don't know how they're going to be able to contain that. You know, they don't have Earl Thomas, which is a huge ankle in that defense. Um, They've got to stop. They've got to stop Matt Ryan. They've got to stop, you know, the run game. Mm-hmm. You know, take your pick of what offensive weapon mm-hmm. you're going to throw at them. And then Atlanta scores, and now you have to hope Russell Wilson and Thomas Rawls can keep up that production. Even against what I think. I, I know you like the Southern defense, but I still think they're a little bit squishy to me. They, yeah. they can give up points. They no, can they give are. up points in bunches sometimes. No, they are. So, I mean, this Falcons defense they, is not I, – I do not think they're that exciting. I mean, I would, I would say the Cowboys defense is better than the Falcons defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's it's a question of, um, well, not a question of the Falcons score. Absolutely. I think they'll be able to put some points on the Seahawks defense. This is the question is, can Seahawks retaliate back? Can they score? Can they put some points on the board? Yeah. You know, and I, really the only weapon, they have Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham. And I don't know if that's going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing that's really sticking out for me here is offensive line for the Seahawks. This guy, who is it? Uh, George Fant. This guy Fant, who, who was... He was like an undrafted player who'd barely played any offensive line, and now he's their left tackle because they've had so many injuries on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, Ziggy Ansah was abusing him, and Ziggy Ansah is, has not had as good a season as Vic Beasley. And now we're sitting in a situation where if you disrupt Russell Wilson enough and they can't get the running game going at all, you know they might be playing catch-up. We saw this last year when the Seahawks went down like 31-0 to the Panthers. Which is true, and it's funny because, um, and that Panthers defense, I mean, they gave him fits. The pocket collapsed, and Wilson just, I don't know if it was not so much that he panicked, 
they just, you know, the, the, the receivers just weren't there. Like, the guys weren't there, you know, to kind of pick them up. And that team really is, I think of the Seahawks, and I think they really have not been the same since Golden Tate left. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just had that extra the extra piece that kind of put everything together. And you think about it the same way you think about the Packers, uh, Jordy Nelson, it, it really changes the landscape a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think I, I think the Seahawks really haven't been the same on offense. And it, granted, it hasn't completely fallen apart yet. They're, they've made the playoffs. They're in the playoffs now. But I don't think they have that extra piece they need to kind of get over the hump. And they're going to need it against probably the best offense that we've seen all season. So uh, you definitely, like, I mean... Um... So you're th- so even though we we both kind of agree the Falcons don't have the strongest defense out there, we do feel as though it could be disruptive enough to slow down the se- like. Or, Shaka, do you think this might be a shootout? Yeah, honestly, I, I think it's entirely possible. I I, I think um, Russell Wilson is going to put out his best face. Doug Baldwin always shows up to play. I've never watched the game where Doug Baldwin wasn't giving his best effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you can guarantee that Doug Baldwin isn't giving it at all. I think you have the, entire, the possibility of a shootout. We might be looking at, you know, low, uh, high 20s and maybe low 30s for somebody, maybe even both teams. And hopefully not a controversial game-deciding non-pass interference call on Julio Jones? Well, you know, Richard, Richard Sherman, uh, he, he's... I like Richard Sherman. He, he talks a lot, but then again, at the same time, every now and then, I look and like, ask the chance calls against him always legit. He, he, he likes to hold. So, um, you, you're going to get one against Julian. There's no way to stop that guy sometimes unless you literally ride on his back and, you know, try to rip his face mask off. So, I, I'm expecting at least some penalties, but the only way I see this game kind of getting swung in, you know, favor of the Seahawks is if, for some reason, Matt Ryan turns the football over, which he really hasn't done much this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I uh, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. Let me uh, switch the Cowboys fans here real quick. I know that uh, some of you guys are familiar with the Falcons Seahawks. Some of you guys are not. That's okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm go- I want to go around to each of you. Get a quick take on what you think of this game, and at least who you think's gonna win. Before I come back to Shaka, Shaka and I are gonna make some picks. So, Chase, I'm starting with you. What do you make of this game right now? If it's nothing, that's cool. But at least get, pick me a winner and what you give me a final score. I, I'm going with my gut. I'm going old school Stephen Colbert here and going with my gut. Okay. Uh, I feel like the Falcons are going to pull it off. Okay. Uh, mainly because as well as they've been doing all year, I feel like they've still been kind of flying under the radar. Okay. Um, as yeah. odd as that sounds, you know, just they haven't been really with all the thing with all the Cowboys and the Patriots. The Falcons have just kind of been sort of a byline. Yeah. And I think that's they, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And the Seahawks, they're they're hot or cold when they're not playing at home, mm-hmm. and they're playing in Atlanta, and the Southerners get crazy. Um, so just gut pick, I'm going Atlanta. All right, man, I like that. Uh, Timothy, what give me your score? thoughts. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, what? Uh, what's what's the final go, score? I'm gonna go 21-27. Okay. All right. Timothy, your thoughts. Well, Lemur, what you, you were talking? I sure wasn't. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I think he was drunkenly saying, "Go Cowboys." It's respectable. Nice tight game. I can expect uh, that's uh, that should make for some good playoff football. Lemur, give me your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think you can ever really count out Russell uh, Russell Wilson. He's a 
he's a great quarterback. You know, when, when they played earlier this season, uh, the Falcons dropped 21 unanswered points on him in the third quarter, and, and Wilson, you know, fought his way back and, and brought his team back for a victory uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I, I got to go with my boys, though, with, with everyone, I think, uh, and, and say I think it's going to be the Falcons. Just don't think uh, the Seattle defense is going to be able to stop Matt Ryan. Uh, in, in, in the game they played earlier this season, Matt Ryan had one interception. And who got the interception? Earl Thomas. Yep. And and without him, I just I just don't think they got it. I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm going 35-17. Wow. 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 Putting, oh. putting your balls oh. on the table there, Lieber. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are going to shred them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you, Shaka. Shaka, I want Go your thoughts. Cowboys. Who are you, <laughs> you picking to win this game, Shaka? Um, I, I got to go Falcons, man. Um, X Factor here and Taylor Gabriel. Mm, mm. I think he, uh, I think he has a big game against a, a depleted uh, defense. Yeah, he, he, he's gonna, he's gonna find those holes. That's a dude. I, I, I couldn't agree more. That's a really, really great call, and I think you're absolutely right. Taylor Gabriel. Listen, I know Julio Jones is an absolute beast, um, and I think he will get his. But with, the, you know, at, at, with the ups and downs of the Seattle defense, you know, they still know how to cover, and they're gonna draw. You know, Julio Jones is gonna draw a lot of coverage. But you nailed it, Shaka. Taylor Gabriel is going to be the guy who's probably going to get the slant that goes 60 yards for a touchdown. Or Mohamed Sanu or Austin Hooper. I mean, that's the scary thing about this uh, Atlanta offense is they've got so many weapons where if you double-team Julio, they're going to find a way, another way to beat you. Even if it's an end-around to Tevin Coleman who rips off 50 yards for a touchdown. I'm, I'm picking the Falcons as well, you know. Their offense is just so explosive. Even if it turns into a shootout, I'm confident that their offense will find a way to put more points on the board, especially with Earl Thomas not in the game. Um, actually, one last question I want to hit the, uh, the Cowboys fans with. Uh, Lemur, between the Falcons and the Seahawks, who would you rather have the Cowboys face in the NFC Championship game? Go. Seahawks. Easy. Timothy. Uh, yeah, they're, they've just been so inconsistent. Much rather play. Who would you rather have the Cowboys face in the NFC Championship game? Who do you think? I'm going to have to go with Labor on this one, man. Uh, I mean, it, the, the Falcons are just so, they can get so red hot on offense. And I'd, I'd much rather play the Seahawks. Okay. Is it, uh, who, was that Chase? Chase, is that you? No. Yeah, yeah, that was Chase. First, I got to say, uh, go Cowboys. <laughs> Second, I gotta say, uh, you know, we're sticking together all all tonight. You know, we're a team tonight. So yeah, let's. Uh, I'd rather see the Seahawks. You know, uh, uh, Russell. He's already he's won one, and uh, he, he, he he's gonna make plenty more mistakes. Matt Matt Ryan's got something to play for. You know. Okay. All right. So, um, so, uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want to see uh, the I don't want to see the Falcons. I want to see the. But uh, go Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> Guys, um, guys, that's really all I wanted to cover today. I'm going to sum this up and uh, and sign us off. I, I really appreciate everyone coming on and making history. Uh, and I, uh, I, so here I'm going to I'm going to do the sign off repertoire thing. Here it is. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. This has been Sam Sports Podcast. Subscribe to me on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Like me on Instagram, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smithface Jones or email Shaka and I with any questions you might have at samsportsstation at gmail.com, S-M-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And of course, I want to thank Lemur, Timothy, and Chase for coming on the podcast to talk some Cowboys football. Boys, it would not have been a history-making podcast without you. So thanks a lot, guys. Good thank you, man. It was a blast. Go Cowboys. And as always, Shaka, thanks a lot for coming on and uh, wrangling these nutty-ass Cowboys fans with me. <laughs> as always, no, it's been a pleasure. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure, and go Cowboys. <laughs> go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. All right, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. This was the uh, NFC uh, wildcard divisional preview, or really just the Cowboys show. Um, Shaka and I will... <laughs>
Shaka and I are going to try to come back later this week and break down the AFC playoff matchups. Uh, actually, guys, do you want to real quick? Do we want to pick winners for the AFC games? Just go right Let's down the here. Uh, Timothy, Timothy, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers. Who you got? Uh, Chiefs, baby. Lemur, Chiefs, Steelers. Who you got? Uh, it's it's going to be got to be the Chiefs. Chase, Chiefs, Steelers. Who you got? And, that may, and mainly, that's mainly based on fuck the Steelers as a Cowboys fan. Okay. Chase, who who are you? I think, I think I think the Chiefs are gonna surprise some people. I think they're gonna not only win this week, but they're gonna win against the Patriots, and they're gonna lose to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Okay. Wow. Heard it here first. There, uh, Shaka. Wow. You, we don't. You, we're gonna talk more about this, but you got a winner real quick. Uh, I'm going Steelers actually. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I'm actually, I'm thinking the Steelers as well. Cowboys. Uh, and uh, lastly, Patriots Texans. I don't even know if I need to ask this, but Chase Patriots or Texans? <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that the Texans have a chance. Their defense is really good, but Tom fucking Brady, man, that means shit. They're gonna yeah. win and then lose to the Chiefs. Like I said, Timothy <laughs> Texans Patriots. Listen, until we all the history comes out on the Patriots and everything else. Find out, you know. I know you gotta love the Patriots. I, I have a hard time rooting for any other Texas team but the Cowboys. So I don't really like the, I don't really like the Texans and what they have going on. But uh, Patriots win. Uh, Lemur, who you got? Uh, you know, Patriots are gonna do it. But uh, I think I actually do think that Gruden had a good point. He said when he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks, they had the number one defense in the league and they had a shitty offense. But Brad, got, Brad Johnson got hot at the right time. And if Brock Osweiler gets hot, they may have a chance, but Patriots take it. Uh, well, thank you, Lemur. Shocker, real quick, who you got, man? Brock Osweiler is not going to get hot. He's a terrible no, quarterback. He's not. Okay. No, he's not. He's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible quarterback. Yeah. I was... I'm, I'm going Patriots. I'm going the Patriots as well. I, I Shaka was trolling me on Sunday, and I referred to Brock Osweiler as a seventy-two million dollars shit stain. <laughs> no Cowboys. No offense to any of the Texans fans out there. Thanks for listening, though. All right, guys, that's all we got for today. Everyone, thanks for uh, for listening in, and uh, thank you all of my guests for coming on. It really uh, this uh, this made a an awesome, awesome Sam Sports podcast. I hope everyone's getting excited for football because I am. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on. Much love. Adios, everybody. We will be back, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>